Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome to the Altar of Horror. We are a weekly podcast that tackles altar short films, and I am Joe Lipset. And I am Sheree Bohannon. All right. Yeah. So we are kicking this off, Sheree. I'm super excited. Folks should not get too used to us because this is a rotating co-host podcast. So we are going to be on here sometimes, and other times there will be other folks taking the lead. Yeah, it's like speed dating your favorite horror content creators. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs> <laughs> but only today, and then somebody new will be in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so to kick this off, we are going to be talking about Fragile.com, which is a female written and directed alter short, and it was written by Brittany Menjavar and directed by Allison Eve Hammersley. And the logline, in case you have not watched the short, is... A teenage girl who more than anything wants to be told she's special is approached by a charming man who promises her fame, fortune, and affection if she agrees to live stream herself crying for his niche website. And oh boy, <laughs> this is like toxic masculinity, the short film. It is. It was very triggering because we're bo- we both have arts backgrounds. And I was like, oh no, is this grad school? <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
<laughs> no, I watched it twice and was like, this is not unlike things I'm familiar with. Look. <laughs> Yeah, and that's one of the things that I found interesting about the short. And when I was looking at like letterbox reviews and a couple of other reviews on websites, I did notice that some people think that the short is either too slow or that it's not exciting enough or that it just kind of ends. And I can definitely appreciate those criticisms. But to me, it's so insidious. That's where the horror is. Like this is very much something I could see happening all the time in real life. Yes. I think that the time, the length of time works because anything more and I would have issues. I feel like 21 minutes is just enough to capture the idea. Hmm. Because we've seen something similar to this done so many times in movies that get too long and too bloated and too self-important. Yeah, I feel like if you want a longer version of this and maybe something that veers a little into the supernatural, that's what Cam is, right? Exactly. Exactly. This is this is its own short, sweet baby, which I enjoyed. Like, to just like bring it into real world context, how many of us are trying to make money <laughs> um, mm-hmm. with our computers? And how many mm-hmm. of us do have a love of the arts and do want to be artists, but also have to pay bills and find that happy medium? Absolutely. And like, I also just love that <laughs> at the end, she finds out that like... <laughs> Is it Duco? Am I saying that right? Yes, yeah. He sells furniture during the day and then does oh, movies God. at night. I was like, mm-hmm. I've dated him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I think we all know a Duco, right? Yeah. Yes, we we all know a Duco. And I think a lot of us can empathize with Mara, who is the main character, a.k.a. Star. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about being the shy wallflower like I don't know about you but I was very much this person who felt like they blended into the wallpaper they had friends but they weren't popular nobody was really noticing them romantically and when you try to break out of that isolation it's really challenging but it also makes you really easy prey when you're a vulnerable person for someone like Dugo. Exactly. I I too was shy. I was homeschooled. And when I escaped, I did not know how to be a person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when you escaped. Oh, I yes. love that. Yes. Once I like escaped the yard, um, <laughs> I did not know how to be a person anymore. And so I remember being in my college classes and not knowing how much of myself I could be and how much mm. I could say. Mm-hmm. And sort of just sort of like other people lead me around and get into shenanigans I'm not okay with. Right. <laughs> I ended up with so many frenemies and so much time <laughs> wasted. <laughs> well, it's hard to figure out who you actually are. And like, obviously, high school is a particularly contentious time for that for, you know, those of us who were not locked in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't even imagine going to a real high school because I broke out and like went to community college to figure out what I wanted to actually do with this mm-hmm. writing thing. And just there, because you have people in different, like, <laughs> backgrounds, you have people of different ages, people with, like, right. families, people who have had a career and have quit. And you're just like, I don't know who I am, so I'm just going to sit here and let you tell me what's going on. And I'll just pretend that's what I believe, so I don't, I'm not different. <laughs> <laughs> but also, people at that level are far more open to different types of interests and attitudes and lifestyles, right? Like, I think one of the problems with high school is that it's often so limiting and there's these social hierarchies that you have to conform to and like you know I like to think that if I met Mara as an adult I would say oh you are engaged in sex work that you maybe aren't aware of because you're underage and vulnerable Mm -hmm. but 
if she was an adult, I would say, oh my God, that's really fascinating. Tell me more about this Fragile.com gig that you've got going on because you seem to be making a lot of money. Oh, you're self-harming. Okay, well, maybe we need to get you away from this person. But like as a high school student, she doesn't know and she can't confide in anyone. And one of the things that I love about the short is that there is not a parent to be seen. There is no adults in this except for this 30-year-old man who is going to proms and preying on women. Yeah, no, I also thought that was weird because a lot of the times you have parents, but they're checked out mm-hmm. and this didn't even give us that. And so mm-hmm. like you have to sort of paint your own picture of what you think our life is like. Right. And like I to circle back to what you were saying, I also thought it was a very cool commentary on how like artists do end up hurting ourselves or giving too much of ourselves in yes. order to like make somebody notice us. Because how Absolutely. often <laughs> I think back to like the theater that I used to do to like pay bills or to like make it through my like programs. I didn't want to do these shit shows, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to be associated with some of these shitty artists. <laughs> but you gotta pay the bills, you gotta Except- keep the lights on. Exactly. Because again, like when you're in the arts, if you don't have 90 projects, you're nobody and you're nothing and you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard navigating that brain space. Like you don't even understand what you're doing to yourself and what other people do to you sometimes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And when you said, oh, you give too much of yourself, I so strongly related to that because there's a difference between being vulnerable, like as a person and saying like, okay, I'm going to reveal of myself who I am, what my interests are, maybe something about my personal life. And especially nowadays, because of things like the internet, we can actually put too much of ourselves out there. Like, I don't think that Mara even really realizes what she's doing, because she's too fixated on the cash. Like she can't even buy a fucking milkshake. Yeah. No, I that poor baby. I I relate to her and her money problems so hard. <laughs> and, <laughs> We're like, we also cannot buy a milkshake. Right. And so like I there's just a lot of it, especially because her friend group is not supportive. They seem to no. all be like rich girls who yeah. are only there to cut at each other, including her. And so I oh, trying to have self worth because <laughs> money is just mm-hmm. I remember those days. Yeah, not knowing who you are, struggling with money, struggling with love too, right? Like Mara is not getting any kind of affection or support from this, frankly, group of bitches that she's hanging out with. She's got a crush on a guy who is obviously terrible and bad news. And then she redirects that onto an older guy, the first person who pays attention to her. And he's predatory. Like, I could totally see this guy being brought up on statutory rape charges. Oh, 100%. Like, him and that store he works at during the day have a weird history, and I don't want that movie. I feel like we're getting that movie a lot right now, and I don't want it. But I know the story. Yeah, I'm picturing the other side of the short, and it's just his pathetic life as a furniture salesman. And it's like, "Mm, no, I don't need to empathize with him. I'm good. No. And that's one of the things I like about the short as well, is that we don't try and empathize with him. Because Mm -hmm. so often, especially lately, we've been trying to make villains heroes. And I'm like, no, he made choices. (laughs) Let him let him have those choices. Yeah, villains are, are just villains. Sometimes we don't need a tragic backstory for them because they're just pieces of shit. Exactly. I think it's more interesting when we don't know why the villain does the thing. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason we like grapple with some of these like franchises we love. We don't want to know what makes Michael Myers Michael Myers. Some no. people have tried to figure that out, oh, but God. it's better when they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, and really, this short is giving us exactly the right amount of information about Duco to help us understand. Like, at the prom, when he approaches Molly, who is Mara's sort of friend, who the other girls are making fun of her because her date stood her up. And I'm just like, oh my god, these bitches. (laughs) But, like, Duco is actively like the reason he said yes to come to this prom is because he is scouting for other women and that is not just predatory but it's so like obviously he fancies himself an entrepreneur he thinks that he's out there cutting edge and he's gonna make this fucking very niche fetish website take off sure i mean i'm sure that there probably is a real website similar to fragile.com oh there's so many (laughs) I mean, I could probably make a lot of money if I sat on balloons, Sheree. You don't know. Listen, you would kill. Like, <laughs> as your friend, I'm just saying you would kill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for your support in this endeavor. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we know everything about Dupo that we need to know from these interactions with Mara. Because he is always playing an angle. Like he is always talking about either how good she looks to butter her up. Or he's talking about how popular she is on the website. Or he's trying to get her to lure in other girls. And it's like, yep, that's basically just sex trafficking, buddy. It really is the Predator's Handbook. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if the documentary's still on Netflix, but there's a documentary Rashida Jones produced, Hot Girls Wanted. Oh, yeah. Okay. It feels very much like this, but that escalates very quickly, obviously, because it's a documentary and it's going somewhere. (laughs) But they sort of sucker them in because they're like, don't you want to be a model? Don't you want to get out of your Mm -hmm. small town? Don't you want a better life? Just It's just modeling. And then it's just just porn, but it's this kind of porn. And then they're like, oh Mm -hmm. my God, it just escalated so quickly. I don't even want to get into it because we would need more content warnings than we have description space. Right? Even just you running through a couple of those scenarios, I'm like, yep, mm -hmm, I know exactly where this is going. And yet I probably also can't imagine how far it will go. Yeah. And it's sadly as tell as old as time. There's always a predatory guy sitting around trying to like lure people in to do a sex work or sex trafficking and other things and it's i like how this i like how this gives us this character but it doesn't like go too far into it to where it's trying to like make that the focus Mm because we we stay on mara it's very much mara's story he's a side character it's not like i'm gonna say this so specifically and i'm gonna make it about this for another 40 minutes it's like we're here Mm -hmm. for this girl in this moment and this is a thing that is like thwarting her from a healthy life yeah So what do you make of her arc throughout this short? As you mentioned, you know, it's 20, 21 minutes. How do you see her sort of progressing from where we first meet her, where she's being basically gaslit by this boy that she likes in the play to the point where she's in the bathroom now unable to cry? Yeah, no. I unfortunately first see her trying to get her cry back if <laughs> um, and trying to find another way of getting that attention because she needs that attention. She craves that attention and she's not getting that from any sort of supportive friend. I don't see her parents. Um, mm-hmm. The boys are not talking to her. And so I think that this is her only real outlet. These people who are giving her this applause is all she really has at the moment. So mm-hmm. I first see her doing that for quite a while longer. I'm hoping that if we were to have like a little sequel spinoff, a little like where is she now? She would be doing it on her own terms. Maybe on her own website because i love Mm. to see a boss bitch but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) she murders zuko she takes over fragile.com and she populates it with fragile men 
Exactly. And she also makes enough money to buy some of her friend's parents because (gasps) karma. (laughs) (laughs) But where do you see her? (laughs) So I'm intrigued by the journey she goes on throughout the short and specifically the way that it's captured visually. Like I love the kind of janky interference style like glitching that she goes through because I think it, it really helpfully connotes that she is unraveling as she does this more. And then, you know, we also get accompanying visuals of her self-harming. So she's snapping elastic bands on her wrist, and then that escalates to shutting the door on her fingers. And at the end of the short, she's actually burning herself in the sink to try to bring on the tears. And I like to think that the ending has a note of positivity to it. I actually do I'm going to dissociate and acknowledge that I'm misreading it. But the way I choose to misread this is that she no longer has tears because she is not a victim and she will not be victimized anymore. I love that. I think it's wrong. I don't think that's the intended message. I think it's like, oh, fuck, she's broken now. But I love that because it's it's a nice middle ground because I love a dark ending. I love for mm-hmm. us to no- nobody's happy because that's my real life. <laughs> so I want it for all of our characters. Everybody's miserable always. But I'm that's sorry, a nice. Wait, are you a playwright? Are you working in the arts? <laughs> right. Um, and so I like that. I like where you have it because it it's positive, but also it's also very real. So I could live with that ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then she goes on to become a boss bitch, and she blackmails all of her friends' parents. Yeah, yeah, and that's how she really pay for things because she'd be like, "I have photos of your dad watching me cry," just so you're aware. (laughs) Yeah, one of the nice subtle touches I liked about this is I was keeping track of the clients that she was interacting with, and I appreciated that they weren't lecherous creeps. Like I've seen depictions of camming in other films, and. I feel like filmmakers sometimes err on the side of making it really sleazy and disgusting looking as opposed to what sex work actually can be, where it's a lot of just regular people who maybe have a bit of a kink. So I appreciated that the men that we see are all relatively normal looking, except for her one shitty dude friend who ultimately exposes her at the prom. But I was interested that there's no women like, I felt that was a very, very deliberate choice. Same. I, I also noticed there were no women. And this falls into that category of movies we've gotten, or I suggest some movies, because there's always movies that are going to disappoint me. Mm-hmm. But the category of some of the movies I've seen in the last year or so, where we normalize who these clients are. Because right. I think for the longest time, it really was just like blatant creeps and obvious people you would want to talk to and associate with. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times, it's like your next door neighbor. And yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. Especially when we're talking about sex and sexuality, right? Like, let's stop pretending that as human beings, we don't have sex drives and that we don't want to fuck. Like, I'm just, I mean, I'm frankly a pervert. I like me an erotic thriller. I want characters to be engaging in sex and sexuality in particularly horror films. And I like when we get to see sex and sex work, more specifically in the case of this short, normalized. Because I think it says, yeah, everybody is doing it. Let's stop pretending that this is weird and unhealthy. 
Exactly. Like, it's the reason most people have any sort of drive or ambition or goals. Mm-hmm. It's to get laid. And we don't talk about that yeah. enough. <laughs> I mean, we are both in this for the sex, you and I, right? Listen, like, I <laughs> I unfortunately have yelled for every pair of breasties, I want to say a pair of testes on the podcast so often I to where I'm that. sure someone's listening to me and going, oh, this degenerate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think equality is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to see hot people have sex, but oh my equality. God, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'd prefer it to not be like sad sex or, you know, unhealthy sex in the way, like, if we saw Mara. Actually, you know what? Let me walk that back because I am glad that in this short, the people on the site are normalized or they're not excessively creepy. Mm-hmm. But I'm also so glad that we don't have any kind of attempted sex scene between her and Duco and it doesn't yes. go there. Because I also think that would have been a really easy thing to do. That's something that keeps popping up out of nowhere in a lot of the movies we, <laughs> we've seen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about when most women are in charge, they either don't let that happen or mm-hmm. let it happen in a way that is not like triggering and like who's doing this and why are you trying to make it sexy? Especially <laughs> my cis straight white men friends out there. Ugh. They keep trying to make assault sexy and that is not, I don't like that. That's nope. not okay. Mm-mm. Yeah, either that or they're doing it to be provocative. Yeah, no, like I, I saw a weird almost rape revenge movie last week and it kept trying to make it sexy. And I'm like, you can't have a rape revenge where she's running around topless and oh it's a sexy time. You can't, you can't have both. Either you want a sexy movie or mm-hmm. you want an assault movie and you need to choose. Yeah, I think this is the difference between films nowadays and films set in the 80s and 90s, right? Is that would have just been, oh, well, this is the type of movie that we make when we make these movies. And nowadays, we can't get away with that anymore. And I'm glad. Like, I I am also glad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I remember growing up, I was like, I don't feel good about this. And as Mm -hmm. a kid, you're like, yeah, hot people get it on. Because again, I'm a degenerate. Sure. And so... (laughs) To have to be like, oh, this doesn't feel good. This is not the kind of spicy I I, I snuck up here for. I'm going to go back to bed now. (laughs) Yeah, we want spice, but we want spice in the right way. And I do think you nailed it when you said, oh, well, this is female directors. Like, I think that it is very clear that this is a female writing and directing team. Because to me, it's not just, oh, it's a focus on a female character. It feels very informed about not just what a teen girl is going through, but like how teen girls mistreat each other and the way that they can be preyed upon if they're not careful. Exactly. Because, again, there's just this whole idea that girls grow up fast Mm -hmm. and we're always sexualized, even at like ridiculously young ages. And so it makes sense that this is a story that unfortunately probably rings a little bit too true for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I like the way that it's handled with such care. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Okay. So Fragile.com, rating out of five, what are you giving this? I would give it a solid four. Okay. That's where I'm at too. Yeah. Yay. Like if this was expanded into a feature film, I would absolutely watch it. For what it is, I think it's quite strong. I like the ending, but I also don't like the ending. It's just a touch too abrupt for me. And maybe that's the point, but part of me wants something more or something else or something further. That's fair. I'm back and forth on the ending. I'm a little bit indifferent about it. I think that I don't hate it, but I didn't live. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, Sheree, you are going to be back here next week, but if people want to get in touch with you to talk about Fragile.com or hear or see your writing, where can they find you? I live on my Twitter, and you can find that at <laughs> Miss Sheree, M-I-S-S-S-H-A-R-A-I. That's my Twitter and Instagram handle. I am currently writing for Dread Central, as long as they will have me. And mm-hmm. so you can see a lot of my writing there. Um, okay. For my podcast, outside of this podcast, it's called A Nightmare on Fierce Street. And on Twitter, we're Nightmare Fierce. And you can hear more of my muddled ideas there about movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and listen to you hear you talk about breasts and testes. Yeah, like that is my platform. I'm running for office. And oh, my good. platform is, for every pair of breasties, I want to see a pair of testes. I approve of this message. It's time. <laughs> it's been time. <laughs> uh, well, if folks want to get a hold of me, I can be reached at B Stole My Remote. And I also have a podcast outside of this called Horror Queers, which is available every Wednesday. And that is at Horror Queers. And of course, thank you to the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad for hosting this. This has been the altar of horror. So, Sheree, when you come back next week, I will not be here. But what short are you planning to cover? Oh, we will be doing Peter the Penguin with Cat Daddy from Girl That's Scary. All right. Well, I can't wait to listen. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It's a wild short if you've not seen it somehow. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, until then, um, I don't have an outro, so keep altering on. Yes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.